Good morning. Welcome to St. Paul's, and a special welcome to all of our visitors who are here for this Lancer Singer Sunday. Can you feel the excitement? Very oftentimes, over the past year or two here at St. Paul's, one of our leaders would get up front and say that because we're getting ready, getting ready for the new building project, and with any other big event that's going on, we'll have people coming up and making announcements like that. Well, today, John the Baptist, in a sense, says, can you feel the excitement? The King is coming. Prepare the way. And we'll hear more about that in our uh, sermon and in some of our songs this morning as well. We begin our service then with our opening anthem, The Lancer Singers. Please stand and join me in the opening responses as printed in your service folder. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. 
please stand for the Confession and Absolution on page 4. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. sins to the Lord. Holy God, gracious Father, I am sinful by nature and have sinned against you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved others as I should. I deserve your punishment both now and forever. But Jesus, my Savior, paid for my sins with his innocent suffering and death. Trusting in him, I pray, God have mercy on me, a sinner. Our gracious Father in heaven has been merciful to us. He sent his only Son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life as the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ, and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been complete, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way to the Lord, make straight in the desert the highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low, the rough ground made shall become low, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all the people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord voice says, Cry out. And I said, What shall I cry? All the people are like grass, and all of their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because of the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are like grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the Lord, but the word of our God endures forever. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with the shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, Here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He attends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the sheep in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have him. The word of the Lord. Please rise for the words and works of Christ. The Holy Gospel for Mark chapter 1, verse 1 through 8. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you. Who will prepare your way? A voice of one calling in the wilderness. 
Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I. The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. We invite, invite the congregation to sing with us the hymn of the day, Praise to the Lord the Almighty, on page 7 in your service folder. Please note that the choir will sing verse 4 by themselves.
and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, Jesus our Advent King, Jesus our Good Shepherd. The text for our meditation on this high school Sunday, where we focus on the blessings of Manitowoc Lutheran High School, but also on Christian education wherever it is found. It's the first reading from Isaiah 40, and I'll reread and focus especially on the very last verse. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. In his name, dear friends. During a typical school week, I have the privilege, the challenge as well, the blessed opportunity to work with young people who range in age from first grade through senior in high school. It's a hoot. See if you can figure out which age group I'm going to begin with as I tell you a little bit about what we do during a typical week. With some of them, it's pretty regular that one of them will come up to me and show that they lost a tooth or are getting a new one or ask me to help tie their shoes. With that group, we learn the joy of nifty new exercises like skipping forward and backward, jumping jacks, and something that we are now calling bottom kicks. With some of them, we've had a lot of fun playing a game called Ship Shore, which is kind of like Simon Says, except that you have to act out the movements that the commander barks out, and if you mess up at any time, you sit out until there's one person left standing. With some, we have come to know the challenge of doing silent jumping jacks, where you count in your head, not out loud, and you have to stop all together on the number that was prescribed, the challenge of that, but the joy of that when you can get to 100. With that group, we also have seen, time and again, evidence that there was a worldwide flood and the extreme importance of dependent clauses. With others, we have the daily opportunity to dig deeper into God's Word, into parts of Scripture that may not be as familiar as other parts of Scripture because they are surrounded by mystery and symbolism, and yet convey the same message as the rest of Scripture, that there is a Savior from sin who was born in Bethlehem, who came to live the perfect life that we never could, to suffer and take our place by paying the ultimate penalty for sin the one who rose victorious to seal that victory that is ours, and the one who will come again. The one whose message reminds all of us that until he comes again or calls any of us home, that life on this side of heaven is going to be filled with pain, with difficulty, with all the threats that the devil tries to throw at God's people to lead them astray. But in the midst of all of that, so much beauty, 
and the assurance that Jesus will see you through it all the way to heaven. All of them, any age level, all of us who are gathered here today, precious lambs of our shepherd, our Advent King, the one that Isaiah talks about in his beautiful prophecy found in Isaiah chapter 40. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. Therein lies the privilege to work with young people. And therein lies the reason why all of us want them to know that they have a shepherd who holds them close to his heart. So do we. Children need to know that they're loved. They need to know that they're loved by those who are around them, their family, their school families. God's Old Testament people needed to know that badly, which is why Isaiah wrote the beautiful words that he did. But prior to chapter 40 of his 66-chapter-long book of prophecy, much of what Isaiah had to say to God's Old Testament children was not pleasant. Isaiah was called upon to let them know that they were on the receiving end of their father's wrath and his discipline. That they had brought this on themselves because of their rebellion, because of their refusal to heed the warnings that God had sent them, to stop their wicked ways, to stop with their worship of false gods, to stop with their mingling with nations who held to those false gods, to the point where they became vulnerable and fell into the hands of one of those foreign nations that led them away into captivity for decades. They needed to know that they were loved, still, by their God. And Isaiah had the privilege to tell them that. Beginning especially, not just here in chapter 40, but really emphasizing from here on through the rest of his prophecy, the beautiful words of comfort, Comfort that is found only in having a Savior for their many sins. But also a message of forgiveness. Forgiveness for all of those sins. A message of restoration when they would be physically returned to their homeland, but even a greater restoration than that, a restoration spiritually to let them know that they still belonged to God's family. But also a message of prophecy, that the one who would win the victory over sin, the promised Messiah, was to come. Isaiah even pinpointed that he would be born to a virgin, 
in his prophecy. And therefore also a message of repentance. Repentance that leads God's children to get ready for the arrival of their Advent King. God's New Testament children need those same messages. We need the messages of the law, of God's wrath, of his discipline because of our rebellion, our wicked ways, all the many times that we too do not heed his warnings in spite of the fact that they're so clearly given to us throughout his word for all the times where we too have made ourselves vulnerable to temptation and then have fallen into temptation and sin, which leads to spiritual death. Today, we could also include the need for the messages of Isaiah because of the sinful world in which we live, surrounded by so many threats of evil that the devil still throws at God's people to lead them astray. All of the uncertainty that leads to fear, to doubt, the things that our young people face already now and will continue to face as they grow older. This is why we want them to know that the one who was prophesied that would come in the wilderness to bring that comfort, he did come. Born of the Virgin, as prophesied in Bethlehem, the one that Isaiah later on calls the suffering servant who, like a lamb himself, would go before those who were going to slaughter him and did not open his mouth but willingly followed that path to suffering and to death. The one whom Isaiah says, by whose wounds we now have been healed. And so today, we thank and praise our God for the gift of his gospel so that all of God's children of any age may know that their Advent King is their shepherd who will guide them, who will lead them and protect them on every path, every step of our journey on this side of heaven, who holds us all close to his heart. And so we thank God for the message of the gospel, for bringing us to faith in that gospel, and today we especially give thanks to him for the ministry of the gospel that gives us the opportunity to share it with the young. Thank you to those who also serve here in the ministry at St. Paul's, including those who work in the, the pre-K. Thanks to all the parents who recognize their children's foremost needs, to know that they are loved, but especially that they are loved by their Savior, God. And thanks to 
this congregation and others along with it who have formed a federation that wants to make sure that there is another school beyond the elementary school level where our young people continue, can continue to grow in their faith and to learn more and more about their Advent King, their Savior Jesus. You know, um, before school started here this summer, I was down for a visit one day and some of the gentlemen from the congregation met me in the hallway, welcomed me here, wished me well, and then laughingly said, you're going to get a baptism by fire when you have 27 first and second graders in PE. And I kind of thought so too, but they were wrong. It's one of my favorite things to do. But my all-time favorite thing to do, and I speak not only for myself, but for all of us who serve the young in the public ministry, for all of you parents and grandparents and others, is to share the gospel of Jesus with those precious lambs that Jesus holds close to his heart. This is why we are here today. This is what our choir is so beautifully singing to us as it combines that gospel message with song to reassure us that we have a shepherd who will lead us, who will see us through everything all the way to heaven. And here's why. He sees his dear children through mercy-filled eyes. Amen. Please stand as we join in confessing our Christian faith using the words of the Nicene Creed. In your folder, it's on page 8. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated.
Please stand for prayer. Dear Lord, we praise you for the voices that you send to call us to repent and also to comfort us with the message of forgiveness in Christ from your eternal word. Help us to cherish your word, encourage one another with it, and share it with those around us. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the ministry carried out at our Lutheran High School in Manitowoc. Please bless the teachers, students, and staff that although we wither and fall like grass, your life-giving word may take root and blossom among us always. Holy Spirit, please be with Pastor Miller as he deliberates his calls to serve among us at St. Paul's and also among the saints at Mount Olive in Delano, Minnesota. Give him wisdom and clarity as to where his gifts may best be used at this time for your glory and for the benefit of souls in the harvest field. Be with Pastor Miller's family and both congregations through this call consideration as well. And we join to pray in our Savior's name. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Please be seated for the distribution. <clears throat> 